interrupt this program for an important news announcement. Hey, Geek Salad fans. So we decided to do something a little different with this episode. Seeing as how novelty songs can be both uh, for kids and for adults, uh, I've actually decided to create two different versions of the show. There's a clean version, and there's a more longer, explicit version of the show for anyone over 18. So you are currently listening to the explicit version of the show. So if this was the wrong one, uh, don't fret, just hit pause, go back and look. They are marked for clean and explicit. And before we begin, after we finished recording, we got a request from a friend of the show, Matt Jones, who did want us to mention the genius of Gerard Alessandrini and his creation, Forbidden Broadway. And who am I to say no to Matt? So here's a clip from Forbidden Broadway. Popular. I'm glad you're so popular. You've been on more TV shows and you've modeled clothes. Some would even call obscene. You're in all the PR shots and the promo spots. You even look attractive green. Yes, I'm popular. But you're the more popular. You're even been Brantley's pet. And you've got a set of pipes to rival Barbara Cook. You're the star who wrote the I'm Loved and I'm Famous book. <laughs> you're such a sweetie that my zero malice is putting all my bitchiness into paralysis. Thank God you've chosen me to be your pal, your sister, and advisor. You're bigger now than Pfizer. You're in demand and popular. I love that you're popular. It must be your destiny to be big as me. I know you'll make the bigger star. Star, I'm genuinely happy you'll become more popular. Lar. And with that said, enjoy the show. Hi, your mortal enemy is on the radio. It's time for more Dementia with Dr. Demento. Ah! And now, the funny fun. Secret lair on Skull Crusher Mountain. I hope that you've enjoyed your stay so far. I see you met my assistant Scarface. His appearance is quite disturbing, but I assure you he's harmless enough. He's a sweetheart, calls me master, and he has a way of finding pretty things and bringing them to me. Welcome, Code Monkeys, to Geek Salad episode 198, Dr. Demented Basement Tapes number 198. I'm Andy. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And tonight we are talking all about our favorite novelty musical artists, songs, and albums. 
And I have to say, guys, I think this is the first time since we had our discussion about the music of 1990 that it's just been the core four. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Because um, Jim was going to join us, but he could not join us. Todd was going to join us, but uh, he was unable to join us as well. So Todd did scheduling. leave some. Yeah, a lot of scheduling stuff. So Todd did leave some stuff for us to discuss. Um on, on tonight's topic, which is going to be a whole lot of fun. This is kind of like taking the place of our summer music episode. Uh, pretty much because what is summer? <laughs> <laughs> it's a word. I, I've heard of this thing. It, 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 it's been the longest 60 months I've ever experienced. Oh, good and Lord. It's only, we're only into August. 2020 is the longest century ever, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it is. I was actually, I was actually just walking, walking through the uh, sales floor today, uh, in the empty, mostly empty sales floor at work, and I saw someone's uh, cubicle with the uh, calendar on it saying March. I'm like, wow, it's really been five months. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine the coat of dust that is sitting in my office right now because I have not been in my office since then, and I have pictures and Funkos up there that need to get taken home. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a couple things in my cube. I've been there a couple times. I've, I've like cleaned it a little bit while I was there. But yeah, my 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 boss told us last week is like, if you guys want to work from home until there's a vaccine, that's cool. Well, we just awesome. we just, well, we just got word uh, in my company that we're those who have been working at home that got extended until uh, it, it was supposed to end in September. Now it just got extended till January 2021. Wow, so, that's pretty cool. Yeah, except for me, because I still got to go to the office. Oh, my goodness. What, I am what, so reason is, what reason is there that you have to be in physically in the office? I actually, have, I actually have to be physically in the office, because I gotta, sometimes I have to like, see what's going on with production. Uh, okay. Gotcha. I am, gotcha. Directly related, I am directly related to production. Gotcha. gotcha. That makes sense, and, but... Yeah, I gotta, I gotta make a home office. I can't, I can't continue living at the end of the de- of the dining room table anymore. So, I gotta, yeah. I gotta pack up half my craft room and and make it a uh, office. I cleaned out my basement out of necessity for this whole thing. So if that was your COVID twenty, uh, COVID nineteen uh, minute. <laughs> <laughs> and now on to the show. So yeah, um, as long as I've known, well, all of you. Uh, we've all kind of had a fondness for like fun artists, artists that don't really just kind of hit like that standard like rock and roll mainstream thing. And I would be remiss if we didn't start this conversation uh, with a lengthy talk about one Mr. Weird Al Yankovic. Right. Woo! Yes. yes. And to kick us off with that, we're actually going to uh, throw to my daughter Scarlett, who is a huge Weird Al fan, and she's going to tell us about her three favorite uh, original songs and her three favorite parodies. So, That's awesome. Let's check that out. Already in progress. So I am here right now with my 12-year-old daughter Scarlett, hey. who over the last few years has really gotten into Weird Al. And as part of our discussion uh, for this show, I thought she would like to share with us her favorite uh, Weird Al like parodies and her favorite Weird Al original songs. 
So what, where do you want to start us off with? Do you want to start us off with an original song or with one of the parodies? Um, one of the parodies. All right. So tell me about one of the parodies. So for me, my number three favorite is probably the song Another Tattoo. Okay. Which is a parody of Nothing On You by B.O.B. Uh-huh. With Bruno Mars. Okay. This song works surprisingly well. Like, if you put it on paper, it would... I'm going to be honest here, it would sound incredibly stupid, but it actually works very well with the rhyming scheme and whatever. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, and what about for uh, your number three original song? My number three original song is the song Good Old Days. Okay, why do you like that one? Because I'm going to be honest here, I do not usually like it when people talk about how great life when they were my age was. <laughs> but this puts a whole new twist on it. Like, back when he was a boy, he liked ripping off the wings of flies or tying his girlfriend to a chair and leaving her in a desert or burning up the supermarket or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. I love that one. So what about your number two parody? It's the song Ode to a Superhero, parody of Piano Man. Okay, and what superhero are they talking about? Spider-Man. Okay, okay. Well, all right, so why is that your number two? Because, <clears throat> well, Piano Man is a really catchy song. I mean, think about it. da 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 yeah. yeah. And if you change it up so that it's about Spider-Man... It completely changes the meaning of this song. This is about how he became Spider-Man, how that darn spider bit him, and now he's everywhere. <laughs> now everybody loves him. <laughs> okay. And now your number two original song, which which is that one? The song Virus Alert. Okay. I started listening to this one a lot when I first started online school. Okay. So I kept on having these dreams about what would happen if this all went wrong. I mean, worse than it already is. <laughs> <laughs> but this song is about a computer virus, which can do stuff like make you physically attracted to sheep. Oh. <clears throat> Peel the paint off your walls. Melt your face off your skull or whatever. <laughs> Okay, so what are your honorable mentions before we get into your number one and number twos? For me, it's the song Stuck in the Drive-Thru for a parody. Okay. Which I thought was really funny. The original is about a guy and his girlfriend who is cheating on her husband and he's listening to their conversations while stuck in a closet. <laughs> But they changed this around so that it's just a really long drive through line. And in the end, they messed up his order anyway. So what was the point? Yep. <laughs> and what about for your honorable mention for your original song? Is the song Albuquerque? Oh, man. That, that's a great one. We love doing that one in the car, right? Yeah, I really like it. But the problem, the only reason it's not an, a, a complete member of this list yeah. is because you got to admit, it's just too long. Didn't he write it on purpose to annoy people? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that would explain a lot. He's good at that. All right. So that brings you to your number ones. Okay, so let's talk about your number one favorite parody. For me, that's the song The Saga Begins. Okay, which is, what's a parody of? It's a parody of American Pie. Okay. But this is about what movie? Is it The Phantom Menace? This is The Phantom Menace, yeah. You know this junkyard slave isn't even old. 
uh, favorite Weird Al songs with us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, excellent. Thank you very much. Bye. Okay, well, thank you. Scarlett is so excited to have her voice heard on this show. So <laughs> Thank you, Scarlett. Thank you, Scarlett. We are multi-generational. We are multi-generational yeah. now, and eventually she'll be able to listen to the more explicit shows at some point. At some point. Yeah, at some <laughs> yeah. point. At some oh, point, yeah. depending on the degree of how good of a parent I am. <laughs> so, in other words, uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So, anyway, let's let's talk a little bit about Weird Al. And I'm, I'm, I'll be 100% honest with you. I'm really not interested in talking about the parodies. I actually want to talk more about his original works. Well, I was, I was going to say that as a, as a, when I was, you know, Scarlet's age and younger, I personally focused on the parodies. But as I've been growing up, I got really into the original stuff. And actually, I did attend as a VI, with a VIP pass with my husband. We went to the uh, ill-advised vanity tour, <laughs> which was pretty much all original stuff, except that he did do like a mashup of his classics like eat it and stuff like that but he did them to different tunes ah and and that was that was a blast that's the thing with the weird alley is that i think everybody kind of to a certain degree gets into him via the parodies because they hear a parody of a song that they really like and they hear this parody is really really good and but once they get into weird al then they realize oh wait his original stuff is actually really freaking good Oh, see, now I feel left out because I haven't, I've never really listened to his original stuff because they don't, it's not something that gets a lot of major airplay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, some, of, some of his, yeah, some of his original stuff, there's also like, he does some things that are purely original. He also does things that are in the style of, but not an, a parody of a specific song. Like Dare to be Stupid, you know, in style of yeah. Devo. Oh, I do yeah, love Dare, Dare, to, Dare to be Stupid. I love Dare that. Be, yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, Dare to be Stupid is a classic. There's also, uh, 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 oh, give me a minute. <laughs> well, there's Nature there's nature Trail to Hell. In 3D. Yep. In 3D. Okay, I've heard, okay, heard that song, too, and I like Great it. Song. That Great song. Great Yeah, when I was when I was a kid, that, that was not my favorite album, but that is a great album. I think we talked about that a couple of years ago. We, we I did. Mean, um, and, uh, uh, a fairly rec- on a, a fairly recent album, he did, like, uh, CNR uh, in the style of oh, uh, white uh, white stripes, but all about Charles Nelson Riley. Yep. 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 I'm just I'm, a little, I'm like just looking through his albums now, and I mean there's there's quite a bit here. I mean there's just really a whole lot of stuff here. Um, I think I think the first of his first one of his uh, original tracks that I really really got into was Frank's 2000 Inch TV. <laughs> I mean, especially because like like towards the end he had that um had like, uh, can hear those ninety thousand watts of Dolby sound and he actually has like like a multi track vocal on there and it's it's just um, it was the first time I really heard something like that and it was just blew me away. Yeah. Well, you know, Scarlett had mentioned it as one of her honorable mentions, Albuquerque. Oh, which I is love just nine <laughs> nine minutes of nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's brilliant because it's one of those well, first of all, it's one of those great songs that I can get anywhere from the house to anywhere around town with the kids and it's on. <laughs> the whole song because 
I mean, it, it's a it's nine and a half minutes long and it just keeps going and going. But it, it was like it's almost like the kids were losing interest in it until he had mentioned the whole thing about going to the donut shop. <laughs> and all he had was this box of uh, crazed, Star- uh, you know, starving, starving crazed weasels. weasels. <laughs> and as they latched onto my face, I was a, a specific little tune came to my head. And it went something like this. Ah, get him off me! Get him off me! Oh, this hurts so much! <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, Germs is one of those songs that's in the style of, uh, Germs is in the style of Nine Inch Nails. Uh-huh. But it's not a specific song. Uh, Ringtone is like one of his weakest in the style of, because it's supposed to be in the style of Queen. And I don't think they quite hit it. <laughs> and there's Harvey the Wonder Hamster. The oh. shortest song of date. Uh, I don't, is it as short as uh, uh, Let Me Be Your Hog? Uh, I, I, I don't I, think so. No, oh, I, I, now I, I got to look it up. Let Me Be Your Hog is, is a little shorter. Because that was something they had to do for the movie. Because he was like, he couldn't buy the rights to whatever song he wanted to play there. So he's like, I'm just going to make up something. And that was one of the songs he did at the concert I went to. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you got one more minute. Oh my goodness! It just, it just, once it's in your head, it never leaves your head. As anybody who's ever been horribly dumped, yep, knows that song. <laughs> and and at at the uh, concert we saw, he goes, everybody knows this is about a real girlfriend I broke up with, and in the video I tear up a photo of the real girl that dumped me. But <laughs> I never told anybody this. She dumped me for someone who made her laugh. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh burns! Oh my wow. God! Uh, you don't, you don't recover from that. Holy no. God. Yes, well, I'd rather did. jump naked in a huge pile of thumbtacks, <laughs> or stick my nostrils together with crazy glue. <laughs> I'd rather dive into a swimming pool filled with double-edged razor blades. And spend, and spend one, more, one more minute with you. <laughs> it's great too because he just he knows how to milk a song. It's it's all. I mean, he he's a very good songwriter. He's a very good musician, but he mm. also kind of gets the 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 tropes and the cliches of music almost better than anybody else. Well, he does who is a th- professional. Well, he doesn't get a lot of credit for his musicianship. And, oh no, not and, at and all. That, and that's and and that's you know that sucks because he is an incredible mu- musician. He yeah. And like you said, it takes a lot. You know, I, I guess the analog is in in acting. They say doing comedy is the hard is one of the hardest things to do in all of acting. And right. I think the same could be said for being a parody musician, especially one with the talent of Al, Weird Al. You know. Right. How do you how do you take something like that and make it funny and make it work right. and still maintain all the the rules of musicianship? Exactly. That's a that's a great way of putting it, Joe. And I also I can't ride uh, the Jungle Cruise without uh, hearing Skipper Dan in my head. Yep, my daughter's <laughs> favorite song. <laughs> great yeah, song. Crazy. And one of the other one of the other reasons why Weird Al is so timeless is because he avoids things that are dated for the most part. 
Yeah. You know, he, he yeah. goes he goes with he goes with humor that's very classic and timeless. There's one song he did um, that uh, I don't think it was on an album, uh, but there is there is a official video called Headline News. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a parody of of uh, of uh, the Crash Test Dummies, and those those references are very dated. But for the most part. He, yeah. he avoids that, and that's one of the reasons why he is such a uh, – he, he just stands out. Yeah. It is good. I mean, he has evolved, I think, more so than any – you know, if you put him in the in the category of novelty genre, he's evolved, I think, better than anybody on this list who has, who's been in the industry for more than 20 years. Right. I wouldn't disagree. It's, yeah, he's – yeah, it really is interesting. And the beauty is, too, is that he's safe for your kids to listen to. Yes. yes. I, yeah, there's there's one song that I don't think is all that safe. But but, but he's, a, he's as uni- pretty much as universal as you can get, really. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in this genre. That's that's true. That is very, very true. So we have, uh, have we said our piece about um, Mr. Weird Al or... Well, we could do an entire episode, but let's not. And we have. Believe it or not, yeah, Mike and I actually <laughs> did one long, long ago in the before times. In the dark times. In the dark times. Yeah, we were, we were, Mike, we were recording upstairs still. Oh, yeah, we were in the out of that really, really hot apartment. The hot, hot room. <laughs> yeah, that hot room. Yep, that's now my son's bedroom. With an AC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can't we didn't have an AC at the time. No, we can't, we can't run. No, we can't run the AC, Mike. That's the that's the tenant rule of podcasting. You have to be hot because any background noise is just going to mess everything up. Yes. Goodness, don't you know that? All right, so let's move on to some of our other um, artists and songs that we wanted to talk about here. Catherine, I'm going to let you start because you've got quite the list. <laughs> Like, like I mentioned on the last episode, I've been, I've, the minute we said, we're going to do this episode this year, I was like, all right, and I put together my list. <laughs> so I'm going to start with a classic, Tom Lehrer. Here's how they do it now. You can't take three from two, two is less than three, so you look at the four in the tens place. Now that's really four tens, so you make it three tens, regroup, and you change a ten to ten ones, and you add to the two and get twelve, and you take away three, that's nine. Is that clear? Instead of four in the tens place, you've got three because you added one, that is to say ten to the two, but you can't take seven from three, so you look in the hundreds place. From the three, you then use one to make ten ones, and you know why four plus minus one plus ten is fourteen minus one, because addition is commutative, right? And so you got thirteen tens, and you take away seven, and that leaves five. Well, six, actually, but... He, uh, in addition to the things that he did... Um, in general, he also wrote a lot for the Electric Company. Mm. Yeah, like L.Y. was one of his songs and a, and a bunch of other things that he, uh, the, the songs that they did on uh, the Electric Company were written by Tom Lehrer. But uh, some of the songs I like to call out are uh, The Vatican Rag, Oedipus <laughs> Rex, and then um, something that I feel like a lot of the people that have had to start homeschooling their children because of COVID-19, New Math. <laughs> he is still alive, by the way. 
Yep. Yeah, he, he performed for a while, and then he decided that he was pretty much done with performing. I don't know if it was because they, they decided not to use him on Square One television, uh, but I think he was just like, you know what, I'm going to go back to teaching. <laughs> he, he continued teaching the whole time, and he was like, ah, I'm done. <laughs> but I, I'm so glad that he did what he did because it, it's so valued. Yeah, and it's just one of those things, too. It always... All you have to do is mention one of his songs, and even if you don't know who Tom Lehrer is, you'll know the song. Poisoning Pigeons in the Park? I was that just going to say that, yes. Yep. <laughs> that that and, one and uh, the Masochism Tango. Yep. Oh, was, was that him? Him? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> those, those two are both on, the, uh, on an album that's on my list, actually, the uh, Dr. Demento's 20th Anniversary. Ooh. Yes, they are. See, we've crossed the streams. It wasn't that oh, no. bad after all. We, um, <laughs> well, you, you never crossed the streams. There's also a musical called Tomfoolery, which is is just kind of like a, a musical t- tribute to Tom Lair. Nice. It is like, well, Theater 3 and Acton Mass did it like 20 years ago. Yep. And, I mean, it's, it's strung together with the wafer thinnest of plots. But... <laughs> course like like mama mia i'm sure it's like we're gonna take all these songs we love and make a musical out of it mama mia is war and peace plot wise compared to tomfoolery (laughs) (laughs) fair enough hey hey yeah hey i should have really you know now that i'm thinking about you like i should have come up with a better thing than war and peace please (laughs) <laughs> Mamma Mia is like a is is like a uh, is like LA Confidential compared to <laughs> compared to Tom Foolery. There, I fixed it. Yay! But yeah, Tom Tom Lair, nice Tom reco- is really nice great. Recovery there. Nice recovery there, Andy. I'm like a cat, and- Joe. I land on my feet and then I pretend <laughs> nothing happened and I go lick my butt. So. <laughs> And and Tom wow, Lehrer is out. available on we do Tom Tom Lehrer is available on YouTube so like we watched a, his uh, full Copenhagen concert last night ah. on YouTube nice think, nice so so yeah you you sent us that video the other night too yeah yeah that's yeah. that's it's like just the whole thing soup to nuts <laughs> so all right so um Mike. Yes. You had mentioned it. So, yes, you had just mentioned it. So why don't you talk a little bit about the Dr. Demento collection? All right. Yeah, I had never even heard of the Dr. Demento, um, but my uh, parents got the double double cassette version. And, uh, yeah, we start, they just started playing it. And just all pretty much all the songs I just fell on my floor, fell off for. was also down on his luck. Fact is, he was barely keeping his head below water. I bellied up to the sandbar. He poured me the usual. Rusty snail, hold the grunion, shaken, not stirred. With a peanut butter and jellyfish sandwich on the side. Heavy on the mako. I slipped him a fin. On porpoise. I was feeling good. I even dropped his sand dollar in the box for Jerry's squids. For the halibut. Well, the place was crowded. 
We were packed in like sardines. They were all there to listen to the big band sounds of Tommy Dorsal. What soul? Tommy was rocking the place with a very popular tuna. Salmon chanted evening. And the stage was surrounded by screaming groupers. Probably there to see the band. Laughing about, I mean, uh, Guitar Zan. <laughs> oh, um, yes. Oh, man. Yep. Says your chewing gum loses flavor on the bedpost overnight. Uh, the Scotsman. If tin, if tin was a mess of tin, what do they make fogons out of? Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Scotsman, that was that was a regular on something that we're going to talk about later, the WAF morning show. Yeah. Um, and then they have like some, some, some of the more weird ones, like uh, they're coming to take me away, haha. <laughs> and uh, Taekwon Leap slash Boot to the Head. Oh, yeah. Taekwon that's a weird Leap. one. That's I remember that one. one. Oh, oh, that's like a skit that ends up with a, a song. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a skit for like boot to the head where this like ancient master is like teaching people how to do boot <laughs> to the head. It just he says boot to the head, and you hear this. Wasn't that a skin kids in the hall? The original kids in the hall. I don't know. I'm looking. It is like I, into, I, I have I have I have this two disc CD of uh, Doctor Demento's twentieth. I remember, yes. I remember I remember when Kids in the Hall was on HBO. There was a skit where they they were all like at a lawyer's office reading off a will. And it's like and to my daughter I leave a boot to the head. Yeah, Taekwon Leap is credited to the Frantics, but yes, the uh, that that is also related. It's basically the same same ish skit. I think okay. they're related. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, he's teaching them all Taekwondo leap, and this guy is like, "Hey, what are you gonna do? People up? When are we gonna learn to be people up? Um, to 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 do this thing, you must learn patience. Yeah, 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 patience. How long will that take? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the track list too, and there's just so much. Like a lot of this is like late 60s early 70s yeah like novelty artists as well i mean there's there's so much stuff on here um monster uh, mash yeah the monster mash is on there purple people eaters on there witch doctor fish tarzan fish so fish is roly-poly fish heads and um another really kind of weird one that's more vocal than song but wet dream (laughs) <laughs> yep, I remember that one. I have that memorized. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> Dead it's, puppies. It's, it's, it's yeah. Yep. Star Trekking. And the, the funny thing is too is that there was a you know back back when we used to listen to radio, um, WERS, which is the Emerson College radio station, every yep. Saturday night had like at seven o'clock had like this kids. Like a two-hour block just dedicated to kids' music, and because oh, yeah, kids could re- could request this music, it was always the same songs. But like, so many of these songs on this 20th anniversary are on there. I, I'd be shocked if they ever took the CD out of the player. <laughs> they they played some other things. There's a there's a, a hilarious song called "What Kind of Cat" that I heard on the play on the uh, the playground. <laughs> Mm. What, kind of cat are, what kind of cat are you? I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> like, at first it sounds like you're like, oh, God, it's a kid song. Oh, God, it's a kid song. Oh, wait, 
these puns are getting better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember Choco Broccoli and um and the uh Bahama in my pajamas. <laughs> like okay. every every Saturday we would be guaranteed to hear that song no matter where we drove. Yeah, the most most recent song on that collection was uh, Wappin'. Oh, is that the, the Daryl Hammond song? Yeah, Daryl Hammond yeah. and Christopher Snell. It was uh, him him doing uh, um, Elmer Fudd and rapping about how oh. much he hates Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> that's, oh, that's hilarious. The, the cockroach that ate Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Shel Silverstein reading Sarah Cynthia Sylvia Stout would not take the garbage, the garbage out. out yes. <laughs> this, that actually, you know, and I'll, I'll tell that to any parents listening. Um, first of all, thank you for listening to us. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, it, this is, the, I could definitely think of worse CDs you could buy to listen to with your kids that everybody will have a good time listening to on a road trip. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. And and I mean, for the most part, I don't think there are going to be too many references that the kids don't won't get. Right. And if the kids don't get it, the adults will. That's very yeah. true. Yeah, Steve and Martin's it, on this one. Yeah. King Tut. Oh, that's King right. Tut. I love that. He could have won a Grammy. <laughs> buried in his jammies. <laughs> King Tut. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, will, I love the you know, existential blues. Oh, yes. That's a great one. <laughs> I, I love everything on this. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> like, I, I, I had a friend that had it, and I copied it from her, and now I own the two-CD two disc set. Of course, the Furious Face as well. Yep. Yeah, Spike, yeah, yeah, got yeah. Spike Jones. Yeah, I just I just added him to my honorable mention list. <laughs> oh, Spike Jones. Spike Jones and his City Slickers, they've got a lot of funny songs. Yeah, I had a I had a, like a tape that is all when I was in junior high and I listened used to listen to it constantly of Spike Jones. But anything else about Dr. Demento's 20th anniversary, Mike? Um, no, nah, I mean just every single song. Well, for the most part, there was there was a couple of, like I actually kind of skipped over Sherry Cynthia Stout because um, it's just you know, I I read it and okay. I knew ah. it. <laughs> but for pretty much every single other one, I would just listen to it over and over and over. Oh, okay. Tricking the crazy universe. And that's that's part of the part of the thing that like you know it's it's just you can listen to it over and over and over again, and it hasn't gotten old yet. No. <laughs> and it was it was the 20th anniversary when I was in high school, and it's still good. And nice. it starts off with Jim Backus. So what's wrong? What's bad with that? I don't know, Mike. What is so bad about that? <laughs> Where's my nephew Waldo? <laughs> Lover. Where's my money? <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, and if you're not a, uh, if you if you feel like Doctor Demento might just be a little below your reading level, then I'd also recommend Forbidden Broadway, especially mm. if you've got theater kids in the house, because reasons yeah so all right so on my list here i'm going to start with the artist jonathan colton don't look like you 
monkey have long walk back to cubicle he sit down pretend to work good monkey not thinking so straight good monkey not feeling so great good monkey like fritos good monkey like tab and mountain dew good monkey very simple man big warm fuzzy secret heart good monkey like you Is it's it's kind of he's kind of an interesting person because he's more musician than humorist, but the songs to me that really stick out are the ones that are the humor songs. Hmm. Mostly, mostly his song of the week stuff was very humorous. Yeah. Although, like, did he release like four albums over... at one time? Well, he did. He was doing a song song of the week. For a yeah. very long time, like back in the early days of the uh, the internet becoming a huge thing that everybody had access to. So, yeah, but I mean, these songs that he's got here, uh, like Code Monkey, which is just, it just is such an infectious song. Code um, Monkey like Fritos. Code Monkey like Tab and Mountain Dew. <laughs> and you know we've all had those soul crushing jobs. We might still have those soul crushing oh, jobs yeah, for all I know. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> Code, monkey Code monkey think. <laughs> Code monkey think. Maybe manager Rob, right? Right, GD. <laughs> GD let engage himself. Himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I actually, uh, I came to learn, uh, I came to know Jonathan Colton through his songs for uh, Portal in Portal 2, Still Alive ah, and Watch You Go. Oh, that's right. I completely forgot about that. Mm. Oh, it, they're simple songs, but they, it fits the game completely, oh, 100%. Yeah, they totally, totally, yeah. I don't, th- I don't think the games would be the same without them. No, yeah. no especially not with it having GLaDOS sing them. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I remember, Mike, when we went to uh, that Rift Tracks Live, and he performed R.E. Your Brains. Oh, yeah. Which is such a quarantine song, it's not even funny. <laughs> I love, All I love, we um, want to do is eat, is your, eat brains. your brains. I learned not unreasonable. I well, mean, no one's going to no eat, one your wants eyes. eat your eyes. Apparently, he wrote that for um, another uh, st- uh, Steam song, uh, Steam game, uh, Left 4 Dead 2. Oh, God. Yeah. It I, is. I, I, do love his uh his song uh Chiron Beta Prime. Yes, actually <laughs> that's going on our Christmas playlist this year and see if my wife notices. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's on my holiday rotation. <laughs> Did I say overlords? I meant protectors. protectors. <laughs> and then there's Skull Crusher Mountain, which the second I heard this song, I immediately thought of my brother-in-law Matt as just a song that just would speak to him. And it's not because he's <laughs> a scientist. It's just like, it fits in with all of these tropes that he is familiar with. And just the whole, the whole story is just this, this egomaniacal scientist who, you know, had his, his uh, assistant Scarface kidnap a woman. And he's telling yep. her all about his evil diabolical plans. And, but he's, like he's monkeys, just, he's, he's you upset like with monkeys. her. Yeah. He's upset Maybe with you her. don't like monsters so much. 
Maybe I used too many monkeys. Isn't it enough to know I ruined a pony making a gift for you? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, he is, he's a lot of fun to listen to. And, um, that's, that's gone on my daughter's, uh, a lot of his stuff has gone on my daughter's MP3 player. Oh yeah. And he does, uh, he does the musical interludes on Ask Me Another. Okay. Is that uh, an NPR show? I'm not familiar with that one. It, it's, it's, an <laughs> yeah. NPR, yeah, it's an NPR quiz show, yeah. Okay. It, it just sounds like, um, wait, wait, don't tell me. Yeah, it's the other one. It's the, okay. Yeah, it's, it, 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 yeah. there are a couple of quiz shows on uh, NPR. You're, you're, all, you're all under the impression that, like, I actually drive in cars now and do things, so. <laughs> hey, he, he was doing it before we were all, like, not driving in cars. I know. <laughs> Excuse me. But I just you were you were too busy listening to your nonfiction boredom. Yeah, exactly, you, exactly. You were you were too busy not escaping world the world before we were locked down. <laughs> <laughs> now I regret it. So, uh, Catherine, what else do you have on your list? All right. Uh, next up, I was going to talk about Victor Borga. I have uh, been asked specifically to play the first movement of the Moonlight Sonata by Ludwig van Beethoven, and that is what I intend to do right now. It's kind of a short day, wasn't it? (laughs) I wonder why there are three pedals on this grand piano. (laughs) Who do they think I am? possible to remember everything. <laughs> Yay! The Yay. Danish... Cl- uh, another thing that is totally available on YouTube, and you can watch whole hour. You know, it used to be a special order, Time Life Collection. Time yes. Life Collection. That's, that's how I... <laughs> believe it or not, that's how I know Victor Vorga. <laughs> yeah, I used to only know him from, the, like, the commercials, and then I bought a yep. tape that I listened to, and I was, like, digging around, and I was like, do I have any titles from him? And I'm like... Not from this. It's just like musical humor one, musical humor two. I was like, okay, but yeah, yeah he's on. You get a VHS of uh, Victor Borga. Yeah, you probably I, get it from Time Life. Yeah, probably. I, I found a DVD uh, like used at, at Newbury Comics that I bought, so I've got that too. But yeah, he's uh, ten Denmark's national treasure. I think. <laughs> He he's still um, one of my favorite episodes of uh, the Muppet Show. I don't know that one. I don't think I own that one. Hmm. I, I want to say it was season four. Okay, yeah, uh, that hasn't been released. Last I checked, only seasons one through three have been released, and then there was also I have the uh, fifteen disc Time Life collection that he's not on there either. Yes, I, I've um, I've I found the other couple seasons through uh, other means. Ah, yes. Yes, they can't get the rights to put it on Disney Plus yet. 
Ah, shame. I get you. Yes. There's some issues there, but yes, like that. And yeah, there's there's another episode I would love to have. Uh, it's uh, the uh, the uh, Christopher Reeves episode I would love to have access to. But anyway, <laughs> Victor Borga. Yes. Oh my goodness, he is but, so fun and like making classical music fun. He's like, this is a song through which most people cough. Well, it, it, it's funny, but I think part, part, of, part of the attraction, too, and part of the draw is the, is the accent. It's just because it's it just, it, it's so out of what we're not, we're not used to it. And, it's, and so he's, he's being humorous. He's got this accent and, and you think, okay, he's putting on an act on us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the comedy is, is just very sincere. Like, he's yeah. basically a stand-up comedian that plays classical piano. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, and he plays it really, really well, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he just play things off the cuff, uh, him doing the, the waltz, and he was like, it sounds funny. And then he's like, oh, and he turns the pages right side up, and then he plays it, and you're like, oh, I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's great when he has, like, a guest, like, a, like uh, he had an opera singer on, and she, oh. kept, she kept leaning against the piano. He kept kind of shooing her off stop playing sure off it <laughs> that was the thing we watched on youtube just the other day uh was was that one because he's like the reason that grand pianos have this bend is because opera singers lean on it <laughs> she wasn't even so, a, like a large opera singer she was very svelte oh she was she had a she had a fabulous uh 80s dress on with yes. this giant bow <laughs> but yep available on youtube go for it people nice Nice. Definitely worth it. Oh yeah. Awesome. That was, awesome. That was one of the clips that was featured in that Time Life ad that was way, that was going on when we were kids. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, and you know, just like Joe, that's how I know of Victor Borga. We didn't listen to Victor Borga in my house, so. Oh. Go, go forth. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 yeah. I think you'll get a kick out of it, Andy. So, um. Now, the next one on my list here is, is more one song, even though I have listened to a few of their other songs, but The Guild. that you only picked I'm the one that's cool I think there, I think there are a few other ones though there's uh, my avatar yeah do you want to date my avatar is really great and yeah. um oh gosh there's one other one it's I'm blanking on it well the thing with I'm the one that's cool is like it's just the song itself is infectious it's just like it just gets stuck there well they're all infectious that's that's one of the I mean did you ever watch the guild 
Um, no, I never did. I didn't even know this was. Uh, a- so let me explain how I found out that this, <laughs> this song actually existed. I had I was watching um, the YouTube channel Musical Hell, and she was talking about nerdy musicals. And for her little interlude in between, which when she was talking about, she was showing a thing from Matilda, the, the musical. But she was actually playing the chorus to I'm the one that's cool. Ah. And it was like, I like that song. And then my, my like, the Songify thing on my phone picked it up. It's like, I'm going to listen to this now. That's Felicia Day. <laughs> Kanga why, why, Forrester? <laughs> why, why, are you, why are you surprised that it's Felicia Day? I just, I did not know she was, like, an actual, like, rock singer. I knew she did the stuff for, um... Dr. Horrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she did that. Well, she also can sing classic Italian opera. Ah. Wow. That was that was where she, that was where she learned. Um, that was what she sang when her mother dragged her to the uh, the uh, the new um, uh, 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 Mickey Mouse Club auditions. <laughs> that's what she, she didn't get the job. And that's OK. And that's, um, yeah, that, I think we're all grateful for that. I think yeah. she turned out okay. Yeah. In the long yeah. run, I think it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah, and also, uh, a Game On is the other song I was trying to think of that the, the Guild has done. Okay. But yeah, yeah, the the Guild is is a very entertaining story about characters, people playing World of Warcraft and making a band online, and then actually meeting in person. <laughs> and I was I was watching it when it was new, <laughs> so. That was fun, and uh, yeah, it was new, and then it was a period where it was being funded by Microsoft, and you would, so like, you're like, okay, I'll search for it on Bing, yeah, yeah, if you knew the exact ep- name of the episode, you still couldn't find it on Bing, because Bing is the worst search engine ever. Oh, God, yeah. It still sucks. That's how you can, but you know what the funny thing is, though, you can always tell when a movie is produced by Sony, because they always go to the search engine Bing, every character. <laughs> I didn't even know that still existed. I thought that would run to the ground the same way it was Microsoft uh, Internet Explorer. Mike, if you look hard oh, enough, no, no. you'll Inter- find Internet Ask Jeeves still. Yeah, Internet Explorer is dead because of uh, security issues. You, uh, the new Edge is better, but it still defaults to Bing, which sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever. It's just there for you to download um, Netflix, and not Netflix, Chrome anyway, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, Mike, do you have any others on your list I for actually, this, I, this portion? Yes, I just put one in because I uh, remembered it as you guys were talking. Uh, Team Unicorn. What 
there uh it's a group of uh four uh four women uh claire grant riley vanderbilt My- uh, Millen sarley and allison hazelip uh, was originally um michelle boyd instead of allison hazelip but they just kind of do like um just kind of like song parodies and like fun songs the one i most remember them for was their first big one was called geek and gamer girls which was a parody of california girls you know yeah. by um uh what's her name beach boys no oh. um yeah Katy perry oh okay oh so yeah the song california girls right yeah. um all right but, um and and in that song uh, they actually have a uh, Seth Green doing a rap bit because Seth Green is married to Clara Grant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fun little video. Uh, fun. It's a good good song. And the song's uh, video has also got um, Stan Lee in a cameo. <laughs> uh, and, they, and they actually have a song that they did with Weird Al Yankovic. I haven't seen this one yet, but it's called For the Win. Oh, okay. I'll have to check that one out. Okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not familiar at all with them. Yeah, I I, I just remember seeing um, Geek and Gamer Girls because uh, I heard about Claire Grant on Robot Chicken because obviously married to Seth Green. Right. Huh. Oh yeah. That, that is cool. That is quite cool. She was, right. she was she was in the Guild. She was in ep- several episodes of the Guild actually. Oh okay. Yeah, now I'm finding out more about the Guild that I have to look into now. <laughs> yep. Actually, Michelle Boyd was in uh, the guild as well. All right, well, I'm, fi- I'm failing miserably at the guild then, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Catherine, what else do you have on your list for this portion of the show? Well, next I was going to talk about Alan Sherman. Uh, ah. Everybody knows Camp Granada, probably, if they've ever heard okay. any kind of, uh, of, uh, of novelty music ever, they've heard Camp Granada. Hello, mother. Hello, father. Here I am at Camp Granada. Camp is very entertaining. And they say we'll have some fun if it stops raining. I went hiking with Joe Spivey. He developed poison ivy. You remember Leonard Skinner. He got ptomaine poisoning last night after dinner. (laughs) All the counselors hate the waiters. And the lake has alligators. (laughs) And the head coach wants no sissies. So he reads to us from something called Ulysses. Also known as Hello Mudda, Hello Fada. Yes. But uh, my father actually gave me, he burned me a CD of uh, an album of his, and we were listening to some of it uh, just the other night, um, which he did with the Boston Pops. Huh. And uh, there's Peter and the Commissar. (laughs) Oh, I remember. Uh, And uh, How Dry I Am, which uh, uh, Alan Sherman conducts, and the conductor for the Boston Pops at the time, uh, Hiccups. (laughs) <laughs> and there's also the 12 gifts of christmas which is hilarious nice uh but yeah yeah we've we've heard of alan sherman but most people only know camp granada and they, he's done so much more than that right yeah, camp, camp granada is on the uh, 20th anniversary dr demento <laughs> it is 
Just keep tying back to that thing, don't we? <laughs> well, it is the Stargate. It, this, it, this. <laughs> it, it's got so much good on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I think it, it, it's a pretty good... It, it, it's pretty true that for for a lot of us, for a lot of our generation, Gen X, or Dr. Demento was the gateway drug to all, all of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. It was the gateway drug to uh, Weird Al Yankovic because that's how he got his start. Yeah. Yes, pretty much. Um, with, um, oh, what was that one? Oh, uh, it was uh, Another One Rides the Bus, which he performed oh. in, like, a, a bathroom with his friend. Yeah. And the, the, drum, the drum beat is on his accordion case. Yeah. Uh, he, he had a he had another he had like a the very first song he ever released though on Dr. Mento was um oh oh Belvedere Cruising. Yeah. That was it. And that's yeah, why he, he had a Dr. Demento yeah. has a cameo in UHF. I think he made <laughs> I, mean, I think he made, I think he wrote a Belvedere Cruising when he was like sixteen. <laughs> Well, it's interesting too that all these, a lot of these songs, like Todd had brought up stuff like a th- that. A lot of the stuff is a throwback to like the Hillman Morning Show on WAAF, yep. and you can pretty much say that any like Morning Zoo crew, you know, Morning FM show, always had parody songs of, of some sort, and a lot of times they end up being stuff from that Doctor Demento, yeah, or you know. Other other versions of Weird Al or you know, Alan Sherman or Tom Lair. And generally, yeah, if they didn't if they didn't play the full song, they at least sampled parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. On WAF, it was Looney Tune Tuesday. <laughs> was what they called it, and and everybody okay. had some kind of twist on that. Yeah. <laughs> they 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 all had their own like we're gonna play silly songs now. So. And B- okay. BBF had their uh their uh, Men from Maine skits. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Mike, do you have any others? I do. Well, not not that I can talk about in the, uh, right in this, now. In no. this part of the right, show, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine, how about you? Uh, how about the arrogant worms? Uh, okay. Now I am not familiar with the arrogant worms. Once a year we celebrate with stupid hats and plastic plates The fact that you were able to make another trip around the sun And the whole clan gathers round and gifts and laughter do abound And we let out a joyful sound and sing that stupid song Happy birthday! Now you're one year older Happy birthday! Your life still isn't over Happy birthday! You did not accomplish much But you didn't die this year, I guess that's good enough Okay, they're a Canadian uh, uh, group, and they've got some classics like uh, I'm Proud to Be a Banker, <laughs> Horizon, and the Happy Happy Birthday song, which is hilarious. It's like, happy birthday, now you're one year older. Happy birthday, your life is getting older. Happy birthday, you did not accomplish much, but you didn't <laughs> die this year. We guess that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, and, uh, that is <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've they've got a lot of funny stuff. Um, and nobody else has heard of them, so you guys, I'll go out and listen and come back. <laughs> okay, pause this for a few minutes. Available on Spotify. <laughs> oh yeah, they're on. They got to be on the internet somewhere. I, I'm sure they are. In fact, I'm going to go check on right now to see if Arrogant Worms are on Spotify. 
I don't I don't love their version of Saskatchewan Pirate as much as a uh, uh, another group that did Saskatchewan Pirate, but okay. Heritage is murder. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's a lot of good stuff here. So definitely stuff to um, to look out for. So let's continue now with some more adult-oriented uh, music here. And I'm going to start with one that I know both myself, Todd. If Jim were here, Jim would be talking about this. Joe, Mike, Catherine, The Lonely Island. Black eyes from across the room Down my drink while the rhythms boom Take your hand and skip the names No need here for the silly games Make our way through the smoke and crowd The club is the sky and I'm on your cloud Move in close as the lasers fly Our bodies touch and the angels cry Leave this place, go back to yours Our lips first touch outside your doors The whole night what we've got in store Whisper in my ear that you want some more And I jizz in my pants This really never happens, you can take my word I won't apologize, that's just absurd Mainly your fault for the way that you dance And now I jizz in my pants Don't tell your friends or I'll say you're a slut Plus it's your fault you were rubbing my butt I'm very sensitive, some would say that's a plus Now I'll go home and change oh, yes. <laughs> I'm on a boat, yeah. motherfucker I'm on a boat <laughs> oh, Fuck oh, man, the, the, I'm on a boat, motherfucker The, the, the boat engine Jack makes Sparrow. noise, motherfucker Oh, the, oh god, the ballad Ball Jack Sparrow this is like, the song of Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Life is a box of chocolates and my name is Forrest Gump. <laughs> May not be the, the sharpest tool in the, in the shed. <laughs> the cave chain, oh my love. <laughs> okay, this so is the tale was... of Tony Montana. Drug <laughs> Lord from Cuba with mountains of cocaine. I've been judging you for days because you didn't have either of those songs in your list, man. Well, I well, I knew you guys would all bring them up. I only like I only picked a few songs out of here that are just like, and these aren't even like the best songs, but ones I I felt like I wanted to talk about. Okay. Like on Netflix, there actually is a special called "The Ballad of the Bash Brothers." Yes, and it's like a mini, it's like a mini rock opera. About Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire when they're playing with the A's in, in like the late eighties. <laughs> and they they pull no punches. They're talking about jamming each other in the ass with uh, steroids and Oh god. Bench pressing girls wearing bikinis because it's better than bench pressing like regular weights. <laughs> but I'm telling you I'm telling you, Andy though, I saw this list and I just wanted to throw it on the ground. <laughs> What you think I'm stupid? My dad's not a phone. Duh. I'm part of your system. And you know what? Reading reading my Facebook feed in the last five months, I'm not going to be part of your system. Is just really that that is going on Facebook's uh, tomb headstone. <laughs> but now, did you guys see the movie Pop Star? Never stop, never stopping. No. 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 Uh, right. Yes. Yes, I have. So it has joined the annals of Deadpool and Casino Royale as a movie that if it is on television, I will stop and watch it. It is so ridiculously stupid. But essentially, it's The Lonely Island doing these pop songs. And the one I, I want to talk about was a song called Mona Lisa. 
where he talks about going to France, going to uh, the Louvre and seeing the Mona Lisa and calling her an overrated piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> um, and then there's the song um, Perfect Saturday, which is like this, this, this just this boner jam that I think one of the other guys sings. Jeez. <laughs> where he's just talking about how he's got to rush back to his, his apartment. And he's got to wash down his nuts because he's got these two freaks coming over. And as he's, he's waiting for the two freaks to show up, his neighbor shows up and his bathroom is destroyed. So he's got to take a shit in his house <laughs> and just completely destroys that bathroom. And it's just like it just keeps going and going that his toilet's now backed up. And this guy is still waiting for his these two freaky ladies to show up. And so... I got to say, uh, Natalie's rap blew me away when I first heard that one. Mm. I did not expect to hear that coming out of Nally Portman's mouth. <laughs> oh, jeez. That one, that song, um, I mean, and that's the thing, too, is that most of these just got started from the uh, from the, the SNL digital shorts. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But they're a legit group. They put yeah. out some really good music. I mean, they won a Grammy for uh, Dick in a Box. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. I completely. <laughs> well, well, I think a, a big draw of Dig in the Box was having um, Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. Yeah, you know. But it, you, it, you... It's, again, it's again, it's like it's, it's like Mike said with you know Natalie Portman. It's like you don't expect Justin Timberlake to sing that song. No, and that's the thing. It's like this, him being appearing on Lonely Island songs. Give me a lot more respect for our Justin Timberlake because yeah, absolutely. I, he he had a massive sense of humor about himself. Yeah, I yeah, I anybody agree who, with that. Anybody who doesn't take themselves seriously just like goes way up on yeah. my you know yeah you know like, like, they, like you know you know kind oh, of to, kind of to circle back to like Weird Al when he did the parody of Money for Nothing the fact that he had that Mark Knopfler just said. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll do it, and, and I'll change it up just a little bit, just so it's not completely yeah. a copy. Actually, didn't, didn't you say, uh, you can't have the rights unless I get to play the guitar for you? I think, yeah, I think Catherine would probably possible. Know better than I would. But yeah, yeah, well, yeah, the story the story that Weird Al tells is the fact that he's like, yeah, Mark Knopfler didn't totally match the, the, the guitar, but um, it's Mark Knopfler, I'm not going to tell him anything. <laughs> <laughs> Now, have you heard the other two songs in the uh, Lonely Island JT trilogy? Oh, yes. So there's Mother Lover. And there's Three Way, which also has um, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. It's not gay if you're in a three way. (laughs) (laughs) With a a lady in the middle, there's some leeway. (laughs) (laughs) Mother Lover's hilarious, too, because in the video, they have Susan Sarandon and... um, Oh, criminy! I can't remember who the other the other woman is. Yeah, I'm, but it's just I'm a mother lover. You're a mother lover. We should fuck each other's moms. Fuck each other's moms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such. We listened to them. It was like Autumn and I were just in the car by ourselves, no kids, and just turned it on. And these just these songs are just they're just all awesome. I just had sex and it felt so good. <laughs> Woman, let me put my penis inside of her. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. 
So before I, I get into singing their entire catalog here, uh, who wants to who wants to bring one up? Uh, uh, Patricia Clarkson. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes. So who who wants to bring one up now? Mike, Catherine, Joe. I'm good. Well, I could bring up uh, uh, the Family Guy live in Vegas. And he, and he really does not give a damn about the feelings of women. And uh, it's sad. It's really sad. Well, you think that's bad? Listen to this. One day I met an ape of great charisma. Magilla the gorilla was his name. He wore a little hat and matching bow tie, a fashion which has brought him great acclaim. I said, what do you see as your career peak of all your many flashy escapades? He said, well, this is funky, but you're looking at the monkey who's responsible for bringing you the AIDS. All cartoons are fucking dicks. They get their kicks from being pricks. It's a quirk we just can't fix, because all cartoons are fucking dicks. So he's the culprit. Okay. Which was not a soundtrack, because it is, except for the theme from Family Guy, it's all original songs, and uh, they do it, you know, they they put in like a, they do it with a live band, and they have, uh, you know, like, um, you know, pre, uh, pre-recorded audience sounds going in there, but uh, it's just a way for uh, Seth MacFarlane and the rest of the cast to just uh, kind of like belt out some really amusing songs like uh, um, "Dear Booze," uh, "All Car," yeah, "All Cartoons Are Fucking Dicks," um, uh, "Puberty's Gonna Get Me," and of course, uh, Brian and Stewie do a whole TV medley of like seven or eight uh, different um, theme songs from uh, 80s and 90s sitcoms. Like, you know, like uh, Growing Pains, Perfect Strangers, Charles in Charge, stuff like that. Well, the the thing about Seth MacFarlane is that he he doesn't get a lot of credit for it, is his his musical taste or his musicianship. He's very much... And one one thing that he he always insisted on when when he was doing Family Guy when he was actually was the showrunner, um, is he insisted that they have a full band like full uh, uh, orchestra orchestra to do all the entire soundtrack work. Mm. He uh, he is he is a massive uh, Broadway geek. He, oh, yeah. he is, and he has he has ridiculous. Uh, uh, musical talents. Oh, so, I mean, some of the songs that he had that they do for Family Guy and American Dad too, because he he was also the showrunner for American Dad, yep. are just he, he, they're he's incredibly incredibly talented as a musician. Yes. Yeah. So, any anything else about the Family Guy album there, Mike? Um, no, it's, I uh, it actually came out. Uh, shortly before the show actually came back. So this was kind of like what they kind of made in the middle uh, to keep keep the, uh, oh, lo- the love alive. after they canceled it after season three? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, they started working on it like during season three when they weren't sure if they were going to get uh, renewed or not. Then it was canceled, but they kept working on it. They released it, and then they got new the new episodes coming, so... It was another one of those things that just kind of keep Family Guy in the zeitgeist, yeah, and and uh, keep the fans happy and keep them begging for more until they got more. <laughs> so, 
So um, I'm going to I'm going to tackle one of Todd's here that I think we're all familiar with. Uh, Tenacious D. Needless to say, the beast was stunned. A whip crack went just from the tail and the beast was done. He asked us, be you angels? And we said, nay, we are but men. Yeah, okay. Are you familiar actually, with them, Mike? Oh, yeah. Actually, um, my uh, younger brother was a big fan of uh, Tenacious D. Ah, yeah. They are... It, it's interesting, because I never realized what good musicians they were, or are. They're both still alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Um, but that first album, there's some of those songs. I mean, the, the fact that their lead-off single is Fucker Gently. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about the, uh, the what is it the greatest song in the world? Yes, which is essentially oh, like the I devil love, goes down to Georgia, I except not. That song. I love that. The great. Oh, that is. I think that's my that's my favorite Tenacious D song. But they keep like they keep referencing how they sing the greatest song in the world, but you never hear the greatest song in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's actually called tribute. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, this no, is not the greatest song in the world. It's just a tribute. <laughs> Uh, I'm just looking at the, the, the track list now for the first album. Uh, Wonder Boy was a big one. Dio. Hi. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, is like I, I, I prefer their music over like some of the interstitials. They were doing like the uh, like the cock push ups. Or oh, um, yeah, <laughs> it, there, there's a few of those. The drive through one is like, it's, it's OK. But they had some they had some pretty good stuff. And then they put out the movie The Pick of Destiny. Yes. But Dave Grohl is Satan. <laughs> and essentially all it is, it's just it's a, a music ver it's like a movie version of the song Tribute. Huh. So I never all right, saw that one. All right, so Catherine, how about for you? All right. So uh, I would like to talk about Julie Brown, whose songs while the language isn't uh terribly terrible uh, or, or inappropriate for the younger set it the the content definitely is oh boy yeah Oh, no, Mitzi's head 
like uh, I was listening to my my uh, novelty playlist the other day, getting boned up, and uh, the Homecoming Queen's Got a Gun came on, and my husband had never heard it. And oh. it turns out, it turns out in the post-Columbine world, that song doesn't get a whole lot of airplay. How? Why? On the why. And uh, guess what? That song is on the 20th anniversary uh, documentary. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yep. But she's also got a Cause I'm a Blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girls <laughs> Are Easy. Yep, yep. Uh, and then a couple of things off of her album that the, some of these were on. Uh, Will They Make It Through the 80s is a, a, a personal favorite. And I like them big and stupid. <laughs> I like them big and real dumb. Real dumb. <laughs> now, she's an interesting one too because she was a fixture on MTV at the same time that there was another Julie Brown. Downtown yeah, Julie Brown. Was, it was downtown yeah, Julie was, Brown, and then I think she, they they had to like do, delineate her as uh, West Coast Julie Brown <laughs> because white Julie Brown just wasn't going to cut it in the eighties. So right, right, right. Yeah, she she had a special. I didn't see it, but it's probably available somewhere on the internet. Uh, Attack of the Five Foot Two Women. Yes. Where I think she was uh, Lorena Bobbitt and Tanya Harding. And... <laughs> oh, that's that's great. Yeah, and she actually make, makes an appearance in the movie Earth Girls Are Easy, which is like a cheesy '80s classic. With uh, yep. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, Damon Wayans, Gina Jim Davis. Carrey, and Gina Davis. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah Oscar. Jim, yeah, Jim Carrey's in that. <laughs> yeah. Like you said. Young, young Jim Carrey. Very young. Pre-living pre pre, color. I was going to say pre-living color Jim yeah. Carrey. I wouldn't be one bit shocked if that's how he met Damon Wayans, who's also in it. So. That's possible, yeah. And they're like, you'll be our token whitey. <laughs> Actually, no. He would be, uh, Damon Wayans would be the token black guy. But well, well, they made they made uh, Jim Carrey the token whitey on In Living Color. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they had they had two token uh, like one one male one female token comedians on In Living Color. Wow, that's right. The, the the Jim Carrey and the guy who replaced Jim Carrey. No, actually, Jim Carrey was there for for the whole thing. Was he? Yeah, I thought I he looked, left looked, after East Ventura. No, I looked it up a uh, uh, while ago. But if, I just if, up if there was if, if there was another guy, I didn't watch it after that point. But it was mostly they they, they had like all kinds of drama, so it was just yeah. I, I so, just looked up Julie Brown, and apparently she was the voice of Minerva Mink on the Animaniacs. Okay. And she was okay. the voice of uh, the original voice of Zatanna on Batman the Animated Series. Huh, wow. Really? Yeah. Learn something new. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Yep, you're never, you're never too old to learn, because if you stop learning, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, I was I was reading the liner notes on one of her albums, and she was like, she'd been ki- accused of having a Minnie Mouse voice when she oh. sang. <laughs> I, I can't agree with that at all, actually. Really? I, she, she, she is a pretty high soprano. She is a pretty high soprano, but I, I would never, like, immediately, like, just listen to her music go, is that Minnie Mouse singing it? <laughs> that's, that's probably why she kind of cultivated that uh, valley girl kind of sound exactly exactly so now um we didn't ask for any social media but we got some a little bit of feedback here i know Catherine, you said you've got some stuff yeah i did yeah uh, I'll, I'll but I'll, I'll you know what i'll kick us off if you gotta look for it uh with 
uh, friend of the show, Dave McLean, who mentions King Missile gets my vote for best novelty <laughs> act, followed closely by Axes of Austin. But I trust you will cover both. Dave, I'm covering both because you mentioned them. <laughs> <laughs> my, my husband is also a big fan of the Axes of Awesome. Okay, yeah. And I, I looked up some of their stuff, and it, it looks pretty good. Uh, Skeleton Man and uh, Four Chords. Four, four Chords is good. There's like two versions of Four Chords, and the newer one is even better. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to check those out. But yeah, King Missile, it was like the summer of 1993 was all about detachable, detachable penis. Detachable penis. Oh, yeah. Detachable penis. <laughs> penis. <laughs> Jesus. my apartment, and I couldn't find it. And what about you, Kat? But you know what? The fact that that song got so much mainstream airplay yeah. shocked me. It, it completely, it totally shocked me. That was that was another uh, AAF. I don't know if it got played on the morning show so much, but it definitely got played on the evenings. Part oh, yeah. BCN though. used to play the hell out of it in the, in the evening. Um, yeah. But they were never able allowed to play Martin Scorsese. With, uh, he who was, makes who, the best fucking movies who, who was bcn's who's bcn's drive time dj during the nick um during the late nick 90s carter. nick carter yeah nick carter yeah charles lockwood air in the morning mark Brando in the <laughs> afternoon and nick carter at night sorry that i just always go that, back that, that radio station's airwaves are in my blood and dna mike sorry yeah. I, I just always whenever i hear that name i always go back to uh the Chappelle show the fuck is nick carter <laughs> <laughs> all right um and captain how about you okay uh the other bands that my husband loves other than axis of awesome are guar ah. and reggie watts i'm not familiar with reggie watts i am not either but there you go <laughs> uh, i'll see you, uh, you other joe <laughs> and then uh, uh, some of our some of our gamer friends like Ninja Sex Party. Okay, heard of them. Uh, I mentioned I, I was uh, I shared a, a Stephen Lynch song called uh, D and D. Oh yeah, <laughs> fighting with D &D. the demons of yore. It's D and D. <laughs> Never kissed a lady before. I have really. <laughs> I, I love it when they have the three, uh, three musician uh, version of that one. Yes. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and uh, Stephen Lynch apparently has a whole bunch of albums and songs. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and, and uh, my, my fellow co-worker and gamer, Ben, was like, okay, how about Die Antwerp, uh, Big Shack, okay. MC Fett, Wheeler Walker Jr., and, of course, Richard Cheese. Yes. <laughs> if you need lounge versions of, of uh, hard rock songs, Richard, go no further than Richard Cheese. You know, you're going to well, get down with the sickness. You're going to get down <laughs> with the sickness. Uh, yeah, I, I was introduced to uh, Richard Cheese via the uh, remake of Dawn of the Dead. Yep. Yes. Yes. And uh, I bought his his album that was out at the time at Hot Topic. <laughs> I still that have it. That reminds me of the band from 1991, Dread Zeppelin. 
Dread Zeppelin. It was, yeah. it was, yeah, reggae versions of Led Zeppelin songs, songs by an Elvis impersonator <laughs> named Tortelvis. <laughs> okay. All right. I just want to point I, out, and Jim's not here to kind of tell the whole story, but the summer of 1990 into 1991, Jim was the world's largest Led Zeppelin fan. No way. And really? Yes. Yeah, believe it or not, and. The the mere existence of Dread Zeppelin offended him to no no earthly end. I was gonna say that must have offended his sensibilities like nothing else. Oh my god, I've never seen a human being clutch pearls like that. It was just (laughs) his monocle popped off and everything. (laughs) This is not acceptable. I wish to register a complaint. This must not be allowed to stand. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah Catherine getting back to Stephen Lynch um I'm actually shocked none of us put him on on our lists he oh, is, because he was he, we talked about him on our stand-up we, we did yeah and he had, he had so many great songs I mean the, the Craig show oh yeah if Jesus's younger brother Craig or how about uh Craig Beals Christ. what's that which one like Beals yeah oh I think I think the arrogant worms have a song called Jesus brother Bob Oh no! <laughs> That's a great song. Oh God, Beals though, Mike. My name is Satan. <laughs> Devil went down to Georgia. Uh, yeah, no, that's bullshit. I would never go to Georgia. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Stephen Lynch and, the, and Todd brought up Bo Burnham, who. I think he's very talented. I've seen some of his YouTube tutorials on how to learn how to play guitar. It's all just about getting girls by learning how to play Wonderwall. Um, <laughs> but I like I listen to a lot of his Mike stuff. And I'm like, references that joke. <laughs> Steve, you know, it's like it's like this is Stephen Lynch's gig. Bo, you're just a, you're just a tourist in it. Hmm. Sorry, Todd, but it's just I think Stephen Lynch reigns supreme on that. Yeah. So. All right, another uh, band that I wanted to discuss is Garfunkel and Oates. Yes. It's hard to be as pure as me To resist the urge to lose my vaginal virginity To wait until my marriage bed To get my husband my unsullied maiden head So take your cock out, shove it in my ass Fuck me until you come Oops, I mean, let's join our souls and unite our bodies and fly with the wings of God. Whatever you do, don't touch my clitoris. If you ring Satan's doorbell, God can't ignore this. And no prophylactics when you put it in. Cause birth control's for sluts and it's a sin. I've emptied my bowels and laid out the towels. I'm ready for romance. Now I'm praying to the power that's the highest. But of all of my holes, this one's the driest. And we can't procreate if we anally copulate. And God's okay with sodomy, but only if you're straight. What a great band. Um, I mean, they have... Sports, go sports! (laughs) Weed card, it's what I need. Hardly ever okay, always. It's not an addiction, because my doctor gave me a prescription. (laughs) Um, Mike, did you, did you put this one down? This party took a turn for the douche. Yeah. (laughs) To the douche, to the douche, to the motherfucking douche. Douche. Thought it was a perfect party. Now there's just a lot of Ed Hardy. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that was their uh, that was their their rap song. Oh, that's perfect. Oh. God, there are so many great songs. And the thing is, I, I discovered them via YouTube. I didn't yeah. even know. Like, and their 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 videos are a lot of fun. You know, there's Gift Face. You know, the song about, you know, when you get a gift that you don't like, you still have to make that face. <laughs> Pregnant yep. women are smug. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, They actually had a concert on Netflix a few years ago. And... It's like I think it's called uh, um, twenty seven and thirty one, where the uh, where the well the song is about like you know still being young and hopeful about your future and, and they're both through the trading off the, the role so one person is playing the the young person and then the thirty one year old like I'm all alone there's nobody left. <laughs> Dear. I'm looking up the uh, the album right the, the song right now, but um, yeah, there are just they're just wonderful. The loophole <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> like, Twenty nine and thirty one is the name of the song actually, <laughs> but yeah, the loophole, which is just about you know, cat, Christian kids. Uh, yeah, you can't give up your virginity, so yeah, exactly. Fuck me in the ass, because I love Jesus. <laughs> there's also a song that's on the live album, too, about, like, uh, Ricky Lindholm's college lesbian experience. Oh, the, the college try. Yeah, the college try, where she's just, like, it's, it's very soft and romantic until she kind of goes down, and all of a sudden she freaks the hell out. <laughs> I haven't been that close to a vagina since I was born. <laughs> I went to UMass Amherst, and we talked about people at Smith and Mount Holyoke being on the four-year lesbian plan. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, sometimes it's just like prison, you know? You gotta get what's coming to you. <laughs> so, and of course, anybody- uh, sex with ducks, too. Yes. Do it in the rain. <laughs> they act... <laughs> What was one that they had about um, chicken? There was this. Oh god, there was a chicken song that was like Run, their first running one with that, chicken. Oh yeah, running go with running with chicken. Go running with your big bad self. White people like chicken too. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They they actually had a TV show on IFC for a while, which is actually not terrible. Hmm. Actually worked out. It actually worked out really good. In fact, Weird Al was on an episode of that. Where they, inter- they, they introduce themselves at, to him as Garfunkel and Oates, and he looks at him and goes, does it make you feel better knowing that you're making fun of two Rock and Roll Hall of Famers? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just looked up uh, some of their internet songs. Yeah. Uh, the, the one that most stands out for me is, why isn't there more fucking on this island? A song for the lost. <laughs> awesome yeah they are they're they're so much fun this, they're one of those groups so i still i know they tour occasionally mm. and i would very much like to go see them at some point but then again at this point i'd very much like to go see anything yeah well, kate, <laughs> Manu- kate, uh, kate minucci's uh currently uh Web- webby on uh ducktales yeah yeah she, and they they both actually have very active careers outside of the group um ricky lindholm 
was um, in Knives Out. Uh, what else? Is she She's done a lot. She has actually done a lot of stuff. She was on the show um, Another Period on Comedy Central, mm. which is like a um, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but it takes place during the Gilded Age. Okay. <laughs> yep. It's brilliant. It really is brilliant. It's like, it's just one of those shows that is a literal who, who's who of current co- comedians. And I think it's produced by the same people who do Drunk History. <laughs> so, anyway, moving on, um, Mike or Catherine, do you have any others that you want to bring up? I have a I, pile of honorable mentions. Okay. I do not, so go ahead. Well, you know what? Why don't we, I've got one more to talk about that we can talk about in depth, and then we'll go into your honorable mentions, Catherine. Sounds good. All right, so the last group, and I can't believe I forgot them until today, like literally as I'm grabbing a beer and walking back to the laptop going, oh, I forgot them. Flight of the Concords. Some people say that rappers don't have feelings. We have feelings. We have feelings. Some people say that we are not rappers. We're rappers. That hurts our feelings. Hurts our feelings when you say we're not rappers. Some people say that rappers are invincible. We're invincible. We're invincible. What you are about to hear are true stories. Real experiences. Autobiographical raps. Things that happen to us. All true. Bring the rhyme. I make a meal for my friends. Try to make it delicious. Try to keep it nutritious. Create wonderful dishes. Not one of them thinks about the way I feel. Nobody compliments the meal. I got hurt feelings. I got hurt feelings. I feel like a prize asshole. No one even mentions my casserole. I got hurt feelings. I got hurt feelings. Could have said something nice about my professional. Oh yes. Yeah. How can I forget I'm, I'm, I'm them? Yeah, I was gonna say I'm surprised you didn't make your initial list. I was, when I looked looked over the list the other day, I'm like. How's flight, how is Flight of the Conquerors not on here? You know what, Joe? You have your own spot here that you just left completely blank. You could have put them on yours, too. And I, I would have fi- <laughs> I would, I figured that's a, like an Andy given. Would have you been know what? It the should have been. But have you ever had something yeah. on the top of your – like on the tip of your tongue and you just forget to do it? Yeah. <laughs> and that that's the thing with Flight of the Conquerors. And just their songs are great, too, because they're funny songs. But again – Jermaine Clement and um, Brett McKenzie. Uh, Brett, Brett McKenzie are two incredibly talented songwriters, and mm. they really just—I mean, most of the songs that they they put out, like Robots, which is well, I think they're like their first one. The humans are dead. They look like they're dead. Well, Brett McKenzie is now an Academy Award winner. Yes, he is the only person to win an Oscar for a Muppet movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He wrote um, Man or Muppet. As well as Actually, all the other songs in, yeah. in The Muppets. But, yeah, that's the one he won the Oscar for. Right. Um, you know, they wrote Bowie. song. Yeah, it is. They wrote Bowie. Business Time is one of my favorite. It's just one of my favorite songs because every Wednesday, I have to remind my wife, it's Wednesday. There's nothing good on t- TV. You don't have your after work sports, uh, sports uh, cooperative entertainment. Your mother doesn't ask me to come over to the house to figure out the video machine. That's right. It's time. It's time for making love. It's business. <laughs> it's business time. Oh, it's business time. And it's just like, it's just this slow Barry White jam, but things just continue to get in the way until he finally is able to make love, making love for two, making love for two minutes. 
Because <laughs> you know, it's me, baby. You only need two minutes because I'm so intense. <laughs> you look at me and you go, is that it? But I know what you're saying. You're saying, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> you say you want your, some more and I can't blame you. But I am rather sleepy. <laughs> Business hours are over, baby. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm singing far more than I expected on this episode. So, <laughs> hey, you got the voice for it, sir. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's actually funny because I've been um, chatting with uh, our our guest host from our last episode, M, and I, I I was like, I can't promise I'm not going to sing when I talk about Moana, um, right? For you know her feedback on there, and I was like, well, you've got an entire episode of me singing uh, singing badly with no backing tracks, so. <laughs> Enjoy. But I have to tell you, if you need to see anything from the Concords and you don't invest in, in the the time for the show, uh, HBO had a concert from them last year and is just brilliant. It's a lot of their older stuff, but it's a lot of newer um, songs, too. So I love the fact that these guys are two incredibly busy people, but they still find time to come back to the band every once in a while. Mm. I mean, hell, Jermaine Clement just put out two seasons of What We Do in the Shadows. Yep. Yeah. As Vlad, the poker. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I want to see Brett McKenzie on the show now. I really do. <laughs> they haven't had a musical episode yet. I don't know if there are any, like, creatures that would cause the vampires to sing. Well, sure they'll, they'll, come they, 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 they'll come up with something. They'll, like they'll have to be... They'll have to be some oh, oh, the, the creatures of the night. What sweet music they make. <laughs> uh, creatures of the night, shut up. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a uh, Dracula, not Dracula Dead and Loving It. That's a um, Love It First Bite reference. Thank you, George <laughs> Hamilton. The only tanned vampire in Hollywood. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he never came any other way. That's right. That's very true. He came Kentucky Fried. <laughs> All right. So, Catherine, that's why, that's why he advertises Toasted Ritz. <laughs> so, Catherine, hey, why don't you hit us with some of your honorable mentions? And if we if we have anything we want to stop on, we will stop up on it. Okay. Well, we, we talked a little bit about Spike Jones and his City Slickers. Because uh, they have they have a song on the 20th anniversary edition of Dr. Demento, and they've got a like a great Christmas album and all kinds of awesome stuff. Mm. Um, Mark Russell, who remembers Mark Russell doing his uh, 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 political piano stuff on uh, PBS? Oh, I, now that you mention it, I do. Yes, I, I yes. sadly don't. Oh my god. I blame that man for my political obsession, by the way. <laughs> well then he has a lot to answer for then. Gosh, you. Uh uh Da Vinci's notebook. Personally my my favorite is a uh, uh, title of the song. But, okay. Uh, da Vinci's Irish notebook. Drinking song. Uh and then there's uh, Bob Rivers, uh, another local hero. Okay. You know Bob Rivers. I, you know what? I know of him. I can't recall any of his stuff right now, though. I am Santa Claus. Well, the, the, Iron, yeah, the, oh, the Iron Man. Yeah, the Iron Man. Oh, all right. 
All right. Yeah, so then, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I got you now. Got you now. Yeah. And he's done. He's done lots of stuff. Um, I believe he's responsible for Twelve Pains of Christmas. Oh. Yes. Yes. That's where I know him from. Yep. 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 Yeah. He's hangovers. Got a- <laughs> uh, he's got a lot of stuff. Uh, Frank Zappa, who we talked about briefly. Yep. Uh, Beatallica is one of those uh, flavor things. It's uh, Beatles songs done in the style of Metallica. Hmm. Wow. And then related to that, it's Fade to Bluegrass, which is Metallica songs done in the style of bluegrass. Hmm. <laughs> and then uh, Captain Dan and the Scurvy Crew, which I mentioned, and my coworker Ben, who I mentioned earlier, uh, was like, oh, I forgot about Captain Dan. Uh, that is uh, pirate rap. <laughs> when I say yo, you say ho, yo, ho, yo, ho. ho. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so fun. It is so much fun. Uh, I, I like uh, my uh, Ben mentioned he listened to like multiple albums, and I'm like, I've only heard a few of their songs, and I mix them in in my like my my novelty playlist and my pirate playlist i i haven't i don't know if i could take a whole album of it but uh <laughs> he's got the, the that that group has got several good songs and my husband did mention that their flow is really good and kind of wasted on novelty uh pirate rap <laughs> so uh that is that is the honorable mentions that actually made my list obviously i i Sure, I could think of more if I spent the time on it, but I think we've gone long enough. I think we have. I think this was a very good conversation here. A lot of different types of music, a lot of different styles, too. Usually, we tend to get shoehorned into, like, a a specific genre. So, just so many different, like, flavors of music, even though it's all novelty. It's just fantastic. Yeah. So, all right. Well, folks, guess what? We're wrapping up on the, uh, the the episode 100s. And uh, our next episode is going to be something very, very different. And very. At, at, least, at least for four of us, a whole lot of fun and unprofessional, more unprofessional than it, it usually gets around here. That's so right. for episode, I'm going to need warning so I can take the next day off. Oof. Yeah, that might, this might be a Friday night uh, recording. <laughs> <laughs> so, for episode 199, we are going to have a drunken history of recorded audio. So, we are going to be talking about all the different forms of audio that have essentially led us to you, dear listener. Um, starting with the wax cylinder and going all the way up to the digital era we're gonna be we're gonna be having a lot of fun, and any of us that actually indulge in uh, Dionysus Brew will be having a fantastic <laughs> time while um, Mike and Todd uh, produce for us and because they'll be, it'll, they'll be hurting cats. <laughs> I I I, liter- I I really plan on getting started early for this one. <laughs> so yes, this will be our special episode. Instead of having like another retrospective of what did we do with a hundred, ep- you know, the last hundred episodes, let's just have some fun. Let's drink. Let's talk about how we got here in the most roundabout historical way. And yes, so that's going to be our episode one hundred and ninety nine. So oh. while I am still, um, Autumn is not my- going to like us. You know what? I literally have to walk up three flights of stairs. I will be 
fine, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but she's got to deal with you afterwards. Yeah, it's it's only been an issue once. Sadly, that once, <laughs> sadly that once was last year. So, but it was. Oh, so you're due. I was, you're due. You're due. I was on vacation, and it was a very big bottle of whiskey. So, <laughs> drink some water. Take some. Take some acetaminophen. You'll be fine. Oh, I'm sure. You know what? I'm just gonna just sit back, have my drinks, you know, and just stave off that 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 hangover. I'm just gonna have some hydria chloroquine with a Z pack and some zinc. <laughs> I will be completely fine. Hangovers. <laughs> Hangovers. Popcorn. <laughs> so while I am clear of mind and thought, even though I'm like three drinks in right now, um, make sure that you follow us on all of the socials. We are most active on Twitter at Geek Salad Radio, but you can also follow us on Facebook at Geek Salad Podcast. And don't forget to check out all of our episodes. We're available wherever you get your podcasts, including what you're listening to us right now. Uh, but that does include Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and iTunes, as well as here on YouTube, where you can also get weekly movie reviews, where me and Mike and guests occasionally come in and discuss uh, various movies that we want to talk about. And you can check that all out there. So, uh, and also don't forget, we do still have a Tee Public store, um, and you can check you can check out all of our wares. Uh, by going to Tee Public and entering in the search uh, field, Geek Salad Podcast. Also, coming soon, we are finally going to be on IMDb, which is going to be great. We're just pending wow. approval on that one. Wow! Yeah, big time. Yes, yes, we're hitting the big time now. I haven't decided to go with Wikipedia yet because fuck those guys. Uh, <laughs> Wiki, Wikipedia is easy. Anybody can do Wikipedia. Wikipedia IMDb, exactly. I'm impressed. IMDb, we actually have to get approved for it. So. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's exciting. So anyway, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later. a major cinephile. You complete me! And you, you came down here to get the hot story, didn't you? Pictures of me to send you a lousy newspaper. Uh, Frank. Sure, you think I'm a big hero, the man of the hour? Well, do any of you understand how a man can hurt inside? Frank, they're not here for you. Weird Al Yankovic is on the plane. <laughs>